The focus in this session of Look at the Book is Hebrews 10, 32 to 35. Father in heaven, the cost of loving people who are in prison in this text is very high, and yet these amazing Christians did it with joy, and that's the way we want to be. So use this text first to show us what's really here, from your heart, from your mind, to ours, and then give us this kind of joy and compassion, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Recall the former days when, after you were enlightened, and that probably simply refers to their conversion. Um, for example, when Jesus says, we're the light of the world, that is, we, we've, we've become Christians, we have the light shining within us, or uh, think of 2 Corinthians uh, 4, 6, where Paul says, God said to the human heart, let there be light, and, and the light of the gospel shone in our hearts. So this is probably their conversion. So remember those days when you were just converted, you endured a hard struggle with suffering. So it wasn't easy to become a Christian, but they did it. Sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach, verbal abuse of some kind, and affliction, this probably refers to imprisonment because we're going to see that right here. So sometimes these sufferings were reproach, sometimes they were imprisonment, and sometimes being partners with those so treated. Now this creates an interesting moral dilemma. Some Christians were afflicted in a way that was more serious than other Christians and they had to decide whether to be partners with them or not. So sometimes being partners with those so treated, reproach and affliction, Four, and here this explains now, provides the basis for explaining how they, they were a partner with them. Four, you had compassion on those in prison. So this affliction here, it's not just reproach. They, some of them have actually been thrown into jail, right? And others of them sometimes had to be partners with them? W would they identify with them? Because if, if they've been thrown in prison because they're Christians, then if you identify with them, if you become a partner with them, then you may be thrown in prison. So this is a huge, huge issue of, of, of uh, love because probably back then, if you didn't have friends to bring you food in prison, you might have died. So it was a matter of huge compassion whether they would identify with them or not. So you had compassion. So they passed that test and they went to visit them in jail, evidently. Pa compassion on those in prison. And you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property. Joyfully accepted the plundering of your property. Since, and here comes the explanation, how can you do that? Let, let that sink in. So they, they went to visit them in prison, and while they were going, either in an official way or a mob way, their, their houses were trashed or, or something happened that their, their property was confiscated or plundered, and they responded to that with joy. 
Now that's really strange. That's what I want to be. That is so radical and crazy Christianity that a miracle must have happened. And I want to see what's the, what's the psychological dynamic for producing that kind of joy. Don't you want to know that? I want to know that. And that's where this sense becomes huge. You were able to do that since you knew something. Knowing is so important. That's what LAB lab, look at the book, is all about. Since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession than what? Than, than this property here. So better than your earthly possessions. You had a better possession and an abiding one. So it is qualitatively way better, and it is temporally a lot longer. These don't last, and these aren't very good. These are really good, and these last forever. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward, namely an abiding reward and a a possession that is better. So don't throw your confidence away. What's, what's the opposite of throwing it away? The opposite of throwing your confidence away is, is holding on to it and cherishing it and loving it. So here, here's the huge implication for this. If you want to be a person of compassion, compassion here, if you want to be a person of compassion, and you want to take risks so that if if your goods are plundered, you will have joy, then you've got to to have confidence in a great reward that is a better possession and an abiding one, which implies if you are indifferent to your um, future reward, the, the length of it and the quality of it, and you just coast through life without any thought about your great reward in heaven, in all likelihood the effect is going to be your joy is going to be small and therefore you're not going to have this kind of compassion and therefore when you have to decide whether to be partners with those who are in prison, you're probably just going to turn on the television and try to get happy again. But if we're going to be the kind of radical Christians that we're called to be and actually be willing to be reproached, to be afflicted, to be imprisoned, and to be a partner with those in prison, then we've got to cultivate a confidence that's based on a great reward, an abiding one, a better possession, and that will be the basis of our great joy when everything in this world is, is caving in and falling away.